I've got a few colleagues that manage 5,000 properties, okay? And they had 100 employees and they literally cut down on their workforce by like 70% and now they've got 30 employees and they've got 20 to 30 virtual assistants. Now, look, mate, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to employ everyone. I, I, I really do. But when you kind of get burnt so often and, and, and you just figure out that whatever you're doing is not working, you don't want to be insane, right? Insane that he's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You look for alternate options. And we stumbled across this. I was, I was reluctant, did it. Mate, best thing ever for my business. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hey, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexammer. With me today, I'm excited to have Angelo Rumora. Angelo, how are you doing today? Good, Todd. How about yourself? I am doing well, and you're over in uh, in Italy right now. Is that right? I sure am, mate. Milan, Italy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just uh, enjoying yourself. You're not from there. You're actually from uh, from another little uh, little area there. Uh, on the difference, totally like opposite side of the globe, is where uh, you live now, right? Yeah. Well, look, I'm originally from Australia. Um, my parents are from Croatia, so not too far from uh, here, and their grandparents are Italian. And then <laughs> I live in the U.S., so it's just a, it's just an absolute um, mix of, of where I'm from. And it's quite funny because people ask me here, um, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Okay." So then I give them the whole whole round roundup of where I'm from and where everyone else. Ah, <laughs> uh, too funny, too funny. So you're from kind of everywhere, right? Everywhere. <laughs> I'm just from all over the world. You got a you got a couple stopovers. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, just a little bit about uh, Angelo before we get started. He is the real estate dingo, and obviously an Australian man and successful property investor, motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur. Uh, played professional soccer at the age of eighteen. And to date, Angelo has been involved in well over 500 real estate deals, equating to over $50 million worth of transactions. And he is currently focused on Ohio cash flow. One of his, one of his focuses is Ohio cash flow, and that's a turnkey provider uh, based in Toledo. Is that right? Correct. Toledo, Ohio. Yep. Toledo, Ohio. Welcome in Spain. Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then uh, you also have a new kind of venture, uh, list and sell realty, a real estate brokerage also based in Toledo. Uh, your mission is to revolutionize the way all real estate transactions are done with a completely virtual experience for buyers and sellers. 
real estate agent. So I'd like to hear more about that if, if that's, uh, you know, how that's going and what that looks like. So let's get to the show. Tell our listeners, I think a little bit more about your background, like where did you come from? And then about the focus of where you're at today. So you've got the Ohio cash flow and then um, the list and sell. Yeah, so thanks for that, Todd. And, and, you know, as you've mentioned there, I've got a lot of irons in the fire, right? Um, I've got a lot of things in the works. And, um, you know, my main kind of focus uh, over my real estate career being being a higher cash flow is just our bread and butter business. It kind of put me on the map as an entrepreneur um, and as a real estate investor in the U.S. But, yeah, mate, look, it, it all started in Australia, um, back home. You know, I, I was very fortunate to play professional soccer um, at the age of 18. Um, I've been playing the game uh, since the age of five. And um, I was so uh, passionate about it and, and obsessed that I even quit school um, just to um, uh, continue chasing my dream of becoming a professional soccer player. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm humbled to be able to say that I've achieved that. It's probably still the biggest achievement to date in my life because if you look at the statistics of how many kids yeah. are kicking the ball around the world, you know, not, not many of them make it. So yeah, mate, look, unfortunately um, that kind of came to an end and I just decided to hang up the boots. And um, uh, 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 the reason for that was I didn't feel that I would be able to achieve the level of success that I hoped for throughout my younger years, where at the age of 30, per se, I would have made enough money to be able to live the life that I want to live and, of course, help out my family and friends live the lives that they want to live. Um, so I reluctantly decided to hang up the boots and, and just kind of go down a different path. Um, and, of course, not having any formal education, you know, where do you go? What do you do? There's not many people hiring bums that drop out of high school, right? <laughs> so, um, Look, the only job that I could get at the time was um, working on construction sites. So I was pretty much sweeping floors for a living, um, picking up, you know, sheetrock and all of the construction debris. And, um, uh, you know, it was tough, hard yakker, as we like to say in Australia. But I, I always believed that there was something bigger and better out there for me. Um, and, and I kind of started catching the bug of how can I make money work for me instead of me working for it, right? So I went down the self-development path, podcasts, seminars, books, online forums. I mean, dude, you name it, I did it. I pretty much completely replaced my passion that I had for football or soccer with um, business, entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, finance, stocks. I mean, you name it, I did it. So here you've got this, four, you've got this, you know, illiterate individual that's just completely become obsessed with everything and anything business and finance related. Bought my first property. Um, you know, long story short, I don't, I don't want to bore your audience here. So <laughs> I'm going to get to the point, mate. I'm going to get to the hot sauce. Um, bought my first property, I believe it was in, in 2011 in Australia. Um, I quickly scaled that portfolio using very creative leverage not the smartest idea because I was borrowing a lot of money on very low income. A lot of people, um, you know, lost everything here by doing that. So I quickly woke up and smelt the roses and I was like, you know, investing, hoping that a property is going to go up in value more than I'm losing on the monthly mortgage repayments is not a sustainable investment or a sustainable portfolio. So quickly decided to sell out of that portfolio. And then I was like, okay, where can I find 
positive cash flow properties? Where can I find some amazing cap rates? And this was around 2012. The US real estate market came across my desk and I was like, damn, the Aussie dollars one for one. I mean, this truly is a once in a lifetime opportunity, as corny as it sounds. And and um, uh, you know, it truly is a once in a lifetime opportunity to move to the US, move into the unknown and, and start my ventures there. And that's exactly what I did, mate. Got off the boat, as I like to joke around in Kansas City, bought my first property there and, and fast forward to today, I, I pretty much stopped counting at number 500 and that was a couple of years ago. So I'm probably even closer to a thousand now, mate. Um, but yeah, look, I, I've, I've bought, renovated and sold tons of properties. I run a very successful turnkey company, a property management company, a brokerage. I'm um, just finished writing a book. I've got a nonprofit. We give houses away to people in need and just truly humbled to eat, to be where I am today, mate. It's um, it truly is a blessing. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so, uh, Going from Australia to the U.S., obviously the language barrier is not there, so that's nice. But still, like I just can't think of like just going, ah, what 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 works? All right, let's let's do the U.S. and then moving all the way from Australia to the U.S. Did you have connections here, or was there any reason yeah. other than just cap rates that you said I'm coming here? Yeah, great question, mate. Look, of course, it wasn't just like. I, I put a blindfold on and, and dived into the unknown. Like I spent, I believe, over six months of conducting due diligence on the various markets and, and meeting the right people because, you know, I've kind of got a saying and it goes like this. If you buy the best house in the best street in the best area, which is the best capital growth projections, but if your property manager is incompetent or cheap, you're going to lose money because they're going to steal your rent or they're going to misplace it, right? So it really comes down to establishing trust and relationships with, with key individuals in any market or in any business venture before you decide to take on that venture. So that was kind of my, my, I guess, main objective is, you know, meet as many people and learn as much as I can about the markets. And then when I kind of felt that I did know a thing or two, um, I decided to take the plunge and move to the US. But to be honest with you, mate, even the language barrier is different. Like in construction terms, it's, it's, it's a lot of the terminologies are different. You know, we like to say bonnet, pop the bonnet. And you guys here say pop the hood and, and stuff like that. You know, we say porch, you say veranda. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of differences even in the, in the language. Another funny one is you guys say candy and we say lollies. <laughs> so when I first moved here, mate, it was actually funny. People would laugh at me all the time when I would, use these various Aussie terminologies. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Especially the slang terms. Yeah. Pop, pop the top. We, uh, yeah. for, <laughs> and now uh, it's like pop the bonnet and everyone's looking at me like, what the hell is a bonnet? You, <laughs> <laughs> you mean pop the hood? And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your book. It, it, you said it's good. It's kind of a disruptive book. Uh, what's what's different about it? So, mate, look, very, very proud of this one. It's my life's work. It's called The Raw Truth to Success in Real Estate. Um, so I would say it's probably the most controversial, motivational, inspirational, rude and raw real estate real estate book ever written, mate. It's a, it truly is a one of a kind. Um, I, I'm not gonna go into too much detail. It's pretty vulgar. It's MA plus 15, mate. But just some of the chapters for your for your listeners there. Um, uh, you know, stop being a lazy asshole and why the American dream is dead and um, 
uh, 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 how to negotiate like a pimp, how to flip like a porn star. Those are just some of the chapters, mate. So they're very, very in your face, very rude. Um, but that kind of, I guess, reflects my personal style as an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm rough around the edges, but what's from within is always genuine and honest. Um, my reputation is pristine. But yeah, mate, look, it's it's not a fluffy real estate book. It's a, it's a true kind of kick up the ass real estate book where it, it should get people motivated to actually go out and make things happen. There are too many fluffy books on making money without having any money, right? And I just don't believe in those strategies when it comes to real estate investing. I also don't believe in the various fake shows that we that a lot of, you know, unsuspecting mom and dad investors see online and then they think, okay, cool, I can I can put on a Rolex watch and paint my nails and go buy a ten thousand dollar bathtub and make money just because, you know, pretty blonde and, and pretty dudes doing it. It doesn't work like that, mate. Like the best deals that I've ever done are the ones where I didn't have to pick up a hammer. I was just shuffling paper and, and I made 20 grand. So, you know, I like to say real estate is not supposed to be pretty. It's supposed to be profitable. So that's kind of what the book is about, about mate. It's very, very in your face. I don't think it's, um, look, it will probably be accepted 50-50. Some will like it, some will hate it. But I think that's with everything in life. You can't make everyone happy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in your goal, I'm assuming it's just, you know, you want to make you want to make a difference in the people's lives that accept that type of book, and I think you're going to have success with it if it's if it's a little controversial, rough around the edges. I think that's good. People speak to that. Some people, like you said, won't. They'll they'll just won't have any interest in it. But there's a lot of people that will. Um, why is the American dream dead? Why the American dream is dead, Todd, is because, you know, we, uh, uh, or we have been brainwashed to believe in um, this stereotypical view um, that society kind of enforces. And, and that is go to college, get a degree, um, get a job, find a partner, get married, buy a house, have kids, upsize because you've got kids now. Then you need to get a better paying job. Then you're paying off a huge mortgage. So you've got an ax forcing you to get out of head, get out of bed every morning. Then your kids grow up. Then you need then they need, they need to go to college. So now you need to downsize so you can afford their college. And then hopefully, you know, 40, 50 years later you'll have enough money in your 401k where you can go and buy yourself some crappy little red convertible Mazda. And that is the American dream. In my opinion, mate, the American dream is dead. I mean, I don't believe in the American dream and God bless America. It's the best country in the world. I, I say it everywhere I go because what I have achieved in the U S I don't think you could achieve anywhere else, you know, but I'm, I'm, I just don't believe in, in what society wants us to believe in. I, I'm a big believer in, in telling people to believe in their own dream, no matter how extravagant or weird or, or, or just insane it might seem. I mean, I truly believe that life should be about happiness. And, and I don't think that a particular job, getting a degree, buying a house, going to college will necessarily make you happy. You know, happiness lies in something else. It can be in a spiritual form. It can be in, in various, various forms. So I believe that, you know, you should, first of all, go out and be happy if, if that involves making a ton of money or not. Um, and second of all, I believe that you should be doing whatever it is your dream, even if it means painting and <laughs> not making any money. But if it truly makes you happy, then do that. Don't don't fall for what everyone else believes or what everyone else wants you to do and what society kind of brainwashes us with as the, you know, uh, what what kind of how we should go about our life for the next 50 years. So that's, yeah. that's my opinion on it, mate. No, Thank amen. You, 
Hey, man, man, I, I love it. I love it. I think I, I think you're actually right. I think our society is changing a bit. I think the American dream is more of our parents' dream. Um, I think my age, and especially the people younger, are seeing that it's maybe not as what it's maybe not as special as what it's uh what it's cut out to be and i think i saw a survey recently and i think i don't remember the age group but it was the younger generation millennials or whatever that about college and how many of them are happy they went to college and feel like what they got out of college is what they needed and i can't remember the exact uh, study but the numbers it was like wow uh, almost I, the the numbers were were alarming at how many people said they didn't get what they wanted out of college, like they wouldn't go again. And it was the vast majority, I mean, the large majority. Well, I was mean, like, wow. Look, yeah, and, and sorry to interject you there, mate, but look, if you're going for a specific profession, law, you know, your doctorate or whatever it may be, of course, you need a bloody college degree. I get it. Yeah. But when it comes to making a shitload of money, like, no, dude, like I'm living proof. I quit school when I was 14. I can hardly read. I can't type. Like when I type, it looks like a chef making chop suey. Like my staff laughs at me all the time. You know what I mean? And, and you know, there's a lot of other people out there. I love this quote and it goes, um, formal education will earn you a living. Personal development will give you a lifestyle. And I think it was Jim Knott. So, you know, I, that's the path that I went down. I went down the personal development path. And look, I'm not saying don't go to college, don't get a degree. You know, these are, it's, it's great. Get a degree, go to college. But it doesn't mean how successful or unsuccessful you will be in life. And then I can pose another question here, which is a little bit more philosophical. What is success? Like making a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean you're successful if you've got a lot of money, but you're miserable if you're not truly happy. So, you know, there's people out there that don't have a lot of money, but are successful when it comes to spirituality and being happy. Yeah. So, you know, that's another, once again, that's a more philosophical uh, theme there. But um, yeah, mate, no, for sure. Look, I, 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 you know, whatever, whatever makes you happy, I think that's the most important thing in life. And that's the path that we should all be on. And that's what we should all be searching for. Yeah. And it, um, it'll be interesting how this changes if and if it does like if these people you know the younger generation my age and younger uh aren't excited about the school they went to are they going to be pushing their kids and, and probably not um so it'll be interesting to see if that changes if if the paradigm shifts a little bit what's the what's the difference between the u.s and australia you talk about the american dream what's the australia dream what, what do people believe in there and want to do Do they go to college get a job all that kind of stuff or is it a little different Great question, mate. Look, I think it's pretty similar, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. Australians are fanatical about owning homes, right? Everyone there is, you know, always about their backyard, right? And um, throwing a shrimp on the barbie, mate, right? So even in Australia, I think the, the perception is about, it's all about, you know, getting a degree and getting a good job and, and buying a home, right? Even though real estate prices there have been absurd for many years, like the median house prices, $900,000 and I'm talking about like a crappy little fibro shack, you know, an hour and a half from, from Sydney. Right. So it's just crazy um, when it comes to the, the real estate prices there, but yeah, mate, look, it's very similar. It's very similar to here. Um, I think it's, it's the same for the whole world, to be honest with you. Like even yeah. in Europe, everyone's always about wanting to be able to um, buy a home and live in it. Like for me, mate, I'm in Italy, Milan right now. 
I, I own a crib in the Bahamas. I own a condo in Japan, right? I mean, I don't care about having a five bedroom, three bath, two and a half thousand square foot double garage home somewhere in Ohio in a good school district so my kid can go to school there. Like, seriously, there are so many various ways of, of online education um, that she's doing right now, for example, where she can study the curriculum and do whatever she needs to do and, and pass the grade by studying online while we're traveling the world. You know what I mean? So. Once again, what is your dream? Like, don't don't anchor yourself to a specific location. There's really no need for that. Same as with with jobs and working, mate. Like, you know, today you might get a good gig at company ABC that pays you that much, but what if company XYZ in Hong Kong or Tokyo wants you to move there? That's going to pay you three or four times the amount, you know? So, um, yeah, that's another thing, too, about owning a home. I, I don't believe people should be getting into big mortgages and, and, and buying them. I think that they should rent and invest. Um, you know, even if you crunch the numbers, it's, it's much more profitable to use your spare cash and invest it than to, you know, bunker it in a, in a mortgage. Because once it's in a mortgage, you don't have access to it. You can't use it to go out and make more money with it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's there's a few strategies I think that yeah, great go ahead and, and you know buy a home like the house hackers and stuff like that. I think that's an okay strategy. But other than that, I agree. I mean, it, <laughs> it's way better to rent and to use that money to invest. So, hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. You've got a successful, several successful businesses uh, and you've built them from essentially from scratch. So, What's some advice you would give our listeners on how to build and operate a business successfully? Maybe, you know, a couple, two or three key factors. Well, you put me on the spot there, mate. There's so many. Um, I guess the number one would be that you will get screwed and you will, you will get screwed hardcore. And I mean by absolutely everything and everyone. Um, from employees to business partners to even clients. Um, you know, there's a lot of promises, um, but people do not deliver. Um, there's a lot of shady operators out there. And you have to understand that that is just a learning curve. Um, as long as you kind of pick yourself up and, and dust yourself off and, and never, never, never give up, you will prevail. 
you will succeed and, and you will eventually get to, to smoother sailing, but it never really will be smooth sailing. You're always going to be, um, uh, uh, you're always going to be on call and you're always going to be on standby for something, right? That's the, that's the life of an entrepreneur and a, and a business owner. Um, so that would kind of be the, I guess the, the most important thing, mate, I, I, I can't even remember. We stopped counting at $2 million in losses from contractors to employees embezzling money. And I mean, you name it, six years running the company, the various companies. I've seen it all, mate. I've witnessed it all. I've, I've experienced it all. But one thing that I've never stopped doing is waking up before everyone and going sleep after everyone, right? I'm the first one in and the last one out. I turn on the lights and I turn off the lights. And, and that's why we are still here and why we're still thriving. Other people come and go, you know, they, they don't really go up. They don't really go, uh, end up doing anything meaningful, but you know, it is what it is. We keep moving forward. Right. So that's, that's probably the most important thing, mate. Another thing too, um, that's kind of on my mind, um, right now. So I'll, I'll share it with your listeners. Um, and, and, you know, this is speaking from experience. Um, someone that unfortunately has gone through a lot of people within our various organizations and I'll put my hand up first of all and I'll say look I'm probably not the best person when it comes to um, uh, hiring and and retaining and evaluating I kind of believe everyone and I trust everyone and you know I'll give everyone a job and I'll pay them a fortune so I, I need to learn that skill as an entrepreneur um, to get better but I'll tell you what mate I am absolutely taught in love with virtual assistants Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as you have the need from a um, operational standpoint, um, as in you have various tasks that you cannot execute on yourself or you want to scale the company and you want to grow, um, I would strongly encourage you, as soon as revenue also allows you to do so, I would strongly encourage you to team up with a um, virtual, a VA type business based in India, the Philippines or wherever. Of course, look for someone that's trustworthy, get good referrals, make sure that they're already in the same industry that you're working in. Don't go hiring VAs one-on-one, -on -one. go to a company. Right. Then, what, what company would you, do you have any suggestions for like real estate VAs? Oh, mate, the company that we work with is Global Strategy. And they're fantastic. They specialize in real estate. They specialize in property management. I mean, these guys are great. Um, love them. Love them. They were a blessing in disguise for us, mate, um, uh, uh, not too long ago. So I, I am like all on board for this, mate. And, and pretty much, you know, once you kind of get them up to speed and you do the training for a specific role, they behind the scenes will put the processes together for your process within that particular um, role, um, and then they bring they bring these amazing virtual assistants on board that will execute on that role. They send you an email when they start. They send you an email when they finish. They send you an email breakdown every single day with all the items that they've done. They learn quickly. They're professional. They're efficient. They take calls. Like honestly, mate, we're converting seventy percent of our entire business offshore. Um, it's just that's that was the blessing in the skies for us. And personally. I want to touch, see, and, and feel people. I want someone in my office. I want to feel the energy. And for years and years and years, I was against it. Like, I, I didn't want to do it. And now, after I've seen how, how smooth everything is and how amazing these individuals are, mate, I'm, I'm all for virtual assistance for me, small to medium-sized companies. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I hear a lot of people talk a lot about a VA, VAs being very successful in their business. I've got a VA and I've got kind of mixed, uh, but I, she, she does good for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I've never thought about hiring from a company like that, that specializes yeah. in it. So interesting. Well, look, you, you pay a little bit more, but you're safer because if God forbid, for whatever reason, one of the virtual assistants leaves, they put someone else in their spot immediately. So there's no turnover, yeah. there's no time lag and they're, they're up to speed on absolutely everything because they literally process out your process. Look, of course, mate, we've got 10 people still in the office in Toledo. Like you still, you're st you still need eyes and ears on the yeah. ground. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've got a few colleagues that manage 5,000 properties, okay? And they had 100 employees and they literally cut down on their workforce by like 70%. And now they've got 30 employees and they've got 20 to 30 virtual assistants. Now, look, mate, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to employ everyone. I, I, I really do. But... When you kind of get burnt so often and, and, and you just figure out that whatever you're doing is not working, you don't want to be insane, right? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You look for alternate options. And we stumbled across this. I was, I was reluctant, did it, mate, best thing ever for my business. Hmm. Interesting. Good, good. I've, I've heard a lot of the same from other people that hire VA. I mean, I've had success with it and... Yeah, I definitely, definitely like the angle that you took too. So um, <clears throat> you've already kind of hit on mistakes, but is there any other uh, mistakes? Uh, I always like to get one of your bigger mistakes that you've had in business. And then how did you learn from that mistake? Ha, uh, this is a funny one, mate. Okay, so I guess I was a little bit of an um, alpha male kind of egoistic asshole when it came to a lot of the decision-making um, even though um, the, the, the beautiful brains behind the entire operation and, and, and not all heroes wear capes, right? Um, Dominique, um, my, my partner in life and in business, she's always kind of been behind the scenes, mate. And um, uh, she truly is the, the, the one that um, is pretty much why we are where we are. Um, but I did not listen to her when it came to uh, uh, partnering with individuals, hiring people, various business decisions, because I thought to myself, ah, you know, what, what, what do you know? I'm the dude. I should be the one calling all the shots, making all the moves, blah, blah, blah. Even though she was quiet, she was behind the scenes. You know the saying, Todd, behind, behind every great man is an even greater woman. Um, what I'm going to tell all of, my, all of your, your, your listeners now, if you've got that, um, that partner in your, in your life, listen to them when it comes to a lot of decision-making, especially involving certain individuals, when it comes to partnerships and business ventures. Because the women, mate, they have a sixth sense or whatever you call it. There's some kind of instinct there that us dudes... I don't know, but we're either stupid or blind. We can't pick up on it. I can tell you right now, mate, in the last six years, she has picked every single one of the losers and I've lost a fortune because of not listening to her. So from now on, moving forward, like the biggest lesson that I've learned is do my thing, hustle, be the brand, be the face, but let her make all of the key decisions when it comes to hiring, firing, partnerships, and any major business business decisions. <laughs> Believe it or not. So 
episode. Uh, I believe it, hundred percent, because <laughs> it's the same way here. I mean, my my wife will, I'll, I will hire. I've hired people, and she's like, I don't like that person. You shouldn't hire them. Like, what do, you tell, what do you know? Like, you just met them one time. You're just judging them. Yeah. And sure enough, exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah, well, th- this, 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 and this about them. And sure enough, it all comes true. And it's like, it comes true, oh. man. It's unbelievable. Like, I started calling Dominique, like, you're, you're a witch man or something. Like, you need, a, you need to get a black cat. <laughs> you can predict the future. So look at that. It only took me six years to figure that out. And, and I, I don't know why she's being patient with me. But um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm grateful that I have better late than never, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, that's that's great advice. Anybody who's got uh, a woman behind you, uh, listen to them. Yeah. For sure. Well, not just that. We're just someone. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be that. Someone yeah. that has that gut instinct or intuition, and they can they can sniff out someone that might not be good for your business or for for a partnership. You know. So there's people that have a nose for it, and then others like obviously you and me that that don't. <laughs> well, and and the other thing is, I think it's sometimes you know she's behind the scenes. You said, and my wife is even more behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I think somebody kind of behind the scenes that isn't necessarily just head down, you know, working all the time on the business, growing the business, very involved in it. Sometimes they're great people to kind of lean on and to get advice from because the people you hire and some of the uh, the decisions you make, they have a totally different take on it. They're looking at it from the outside in. And so, yeah, it might not be your your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or whatever. It could be somebody that's looking at your business from the outside, a mentor or something like that, that can really help bring it together and help those decisions and stop you from making stupid choices that we all make. Agreed, mate. Drop, drop the mic on that one. That was fantastic. 100% agreed. Very yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. So... Um, what so this uh, this other business the um, the real estate brokerage are you still yeah. active with that business? Yeah, I, we are. We are. Look, we have pulled back a little bit from it just because of of you know a lot of lot of other irons in the fire that I have going on. Like my my number one focus now, I guess, is the is the book. Um, but list and sell realty was a you know, it is a fantastic concept. It's just, I kind of put it on the back burner for the time being. Um, ultimately, I guess in a nutshell, Todd, you know, List and Sell Realty is 100% commission brokerage. Um, and, the, and the whole, I guess, method behind the madness was to virtualize absolutely every process associated with um, a, a, a broker, realtor, client relationship. Um, I think that if you look at the world as, a, as it lies today, it's been disrupted in various facets, but the real estate, the wonderful world of real estate has not yet been disrupted, right? We still close on transactions in the same way. Um, I believe that, you know, in the next two, three, four, five years, 100% commission brokerages are truly going to take over because the, the feedback that I have and the years and years of research that I've done is that agents do not want to be paying anyone a commission for, for work that they don't deserve to get paid on. A lot of brokers, they take their agents for granted. They don't really give them any value in exchange for the commission split, right? Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of these other bigger brokerages that are 
that are kind of um, transitioning more into a, into a higher split to the agent or even uh, a 100% commission model where it's just a monthly fee or a per deal fee. I personally believe that's the new wave of real estate brokerage. The second thing is I think that the real estate brokerages that are going to be very heavily tech-centric are also going to win. Um, why that's the case is because if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> you know, then, then uh, you'll know that tech is taken over. I mean, there's self-driving cars without a people, without a person in it roaming around San Fran right now. Okay. Google's testing them and, and God knows what else. I think we're going to start getting drones delivering packages somewhere in Virginia. That's what Amazon's doing. So ultimately it's only a matter of time before the, the, the real estate world completely becomes tech centric too. My prediction around six months ago or a year ago, mate, I think that um, brokerages are going to become extinct. There's not going to be brokerages anymore. I think that real estate agents will be held accountable um, on a state or nationwide standard through technology, um, blockchain in particular. Um, I also feel that um, uh, 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 title companies are going to become extinct too. I don't think there's going to be a need for a title company um, in the in the not too distant future either because they're slow and there's other ways where um, title can get done quicker, easier, more efficient. Once again, I also think blockchain is going to have a play to that. Don't ask me about blockchain and crypto um, because I, I don't know too much about it, but I know enough to be dangerous. And last but not least, mate, in, in, in the future, I think that real estate agents are also going to become extinct. Um, I know that's kind of saying you're crazy, but whatever, you've heard it from me. So Angela Ramora says real estate agents are going to become extinct because, you know, there's already platforms out there that are completely taking the agent out of the, out of the equation. I can't name any of them off the top of my head, but it's happening. It's there. Look, I still believe that people buy people and, and an agent does sell the home. But, you know, in the years to come, I mean, I think agents are not going to be playing a major part in the real estate transaction. So all of your real estate agents out there, you're in a prime position right now to get yourself educated on real estate investing, buying, fixing, flipping, wholesaling, real yep. estate investments, trusts, commercial real estate, whatever. You should be real estate investors, not just sales professionals. That's my message to all of the real estate agents out there. Yeah, I think uh, you've got a lot of valid points there. I mean, you, we... You know, it, as far as the blockchain, I, I'm not an expert in that either, but you know, technology is moving quickly. It feels like it should be a very long time, a time from now before title companies are erased and before uh, broker, brokers are potentially erased and all this kind of stuff. But it probably will come sooner than any of us expect uh, because of how quickly technology is working, because there's companies out there that do want to, they see the opportunity. They see, man, these title companies are taking way too long. They're oftentimes the ones that are pushing the closing dates back. Yeah, uh, making we mistakes. making mistakes. Uh, we can take and, and make this way more efficient and quicker. And, and then same thing with brokerages. Like what is the broker doing? I mean, the broker is they're done. Brokers are done. Brokers are looking at the paperwork, making sure it's all done right. Well, if it's entered in and we can have a checks and balance system pretty easy. So I, I agree with a lot of that stuff. The, the real estate agents I think is going to be the harder disconnect because you said relationships sell people want relationships. People want somebody 
bringing them through the house, making them feel warm and fuzzy. But as the generation continues to you know, come in, that's, that's a very tech generation, I do see that potentially happening. We might have real estate agents still, but a real estate agent, instead of making a 3% commission on a house, they might make a half a percent because they're kind of a handholder now versus yep. what they are today. So it's, it, they yes. might still be around, but it's totally different role. Um, and probably if you want, if you're going, Hey, I want to steal, I love being a real estate agent. I want to do it. Well then learn how to be a commercial real estate agent. Learn that type of business, learn how to deal with investors because those that's probably more valuable. The hardest to replace. Yeah. The hardest to replace. Or replicate or get tech to completely eliminate. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. That's crazy stuff though to think about, man. I know, mate. <laughs> Futuristic. Like it crossed my mind. I wrote it down somewhere and I like my prediction was five to ten years brokers are done, ten to twenty title companies are done, and then thirty plus you're going to have robots showing properties. Like, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, dude, but that's like, look, as I said, mate, our kids will never drive. Like, what the hell is that all about? I've got a nine-year-old and she's probably not going to drive, dude. Like, even now, Tesla bloody drives itself. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. I mean, it's, it's just around the corner and just be, just be aware of those things. Like, don't be under a rock. Always kind of... Um, read up on what's going on in the world. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I don't get too consumed with it because you're going to go nuts. But, you know, you, especially in your industry, you have to know what's going on. You have to understand all the technology, te te technological advances out there. Yep, yep. Well, and staying with it allows you to stay ahead of it or at least beside it. And it moves uh -huh. fast. And your, you know, your timelines there they could possibly be cut in half the way technology moves. And so just, just understanding kind of what's happening, it doesn't mean you need to you know, run for the hills or, you know, panic of what's going on. It means you need to be very aware of what's happening and educate yourself on how to, you know, be prosperous no matter what happens. Like that's maybe the most important point you made earlier is, um, you know, change, you become an investor, learn how to do that. Yeah. You know, learn. Adjust. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, we're running short on time. I got a couple questions I want to ask you. What's your favorite book or, um, yeah. What's your favorite book? Oh, well, my, my favorite book now that I'm reading every day is the life of a stoic. Um, there's a lot of books that I like, but, um, the life of a stoic mate it's just a, a a daily page um on stoicism you know from the greats like seneca marcus aurelius epictetus uh, rufius musonius or whatever his name is so um i'm kind of i'm kind of in that phase of my life now mate i'm truly truly a, a big believer in stoicism and um just being a good human being uh, do you, so life of a stoic is that written by anybody do you know who that's written by oh, i can't remember i've, I've okay. got it that's all right i'll look it up i'll i'll google it i'll put throw Actually, it on uh ryan holloway i think the author of the obstacle is the way okay okay perfect um last question i did not actually i got two more questions how do you like to give back Best feeling ever, mate. How, no, but what do you do? 
How do you like to get back? Oh, how do, yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've got a non-profit um, homegiveaway.org. We, we give houses to people in need. So um, no hidden agenda, mate. I'm not selling raffle tickets. It's a, it's a free house. Um, I made the stupid mistake on live television and I said, I'm going to give a hundred houses away in the next 10 years. <laughs> and that was two years ago. So four down 96 to go, man. I don't know how we're going to achieve it, but I guess the last two years, I'm just going to have to not do a single house for profit and give every single house away to someone. So yeah, like what I want written on my tombstone, Todd is, um, Angela Ramora. He gave it his all and gave it all away. So you can't, you can't take it with you, mate. No, and there's a lot of people out there that are that are in in a much bigger need than than we are. So, I, I, I guess I want to help as many as I can. Yeah, there's no point to be the richest man in the ground, right? Agreed. Agreed. Um, last question: What are your three pillars of wealth creation? And I didn't prep you for this, so it's off the top of your head. What are your three pillars of wealth creation? As in, as in. Three pillars. Give me a, an idea. <laughs> that, just, just whatever comes to your head. Some people talk about, you know, uh, more of the mindset. Some people talk about things you have to do. Whatever okay. comes to your brain. Um, all right, all right. Um, number one, hard work. Number two, never give up, no matter what. And number three, the more you, the more you give, the more you will get. Ah, I love them. Yeah. Very good. Excellent, man. See, there you I, go. that's why I don't <laughs> prep people. Cause they always come up with great so ideas and those are all, yeah. those are all great. <laughs> you little tricks to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one more question. How do our listeners get in touch with you? Google, mate. Google's your best friend. So just Google Angelo Remora or Ohio Cashflow. I'm happy to help and just point you in the right direction, if nothing else. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you being on the show. Tons of value. Uh, I love the conversation. I love your energy. Uh, you take care. Have a great rest of the day. You too, mate. Thanks for having me. Hey, special thanks to Angelo for joining us on the show. Appreciate the value he was able to add to us and the energy he brought. So first of all, a couple things I talk, uh, look, he talks about you're going to get screwed, right? He says, you're going to have challenges, negative things are going to happen to you, but you got to take the positive out of it and learn from that experience. So it's just a learning experience. Make sure you keep on pushing on being an entrepreneur. It's not all sexy. There's plenty of hard times. So just learn from that. Next thing he talks about is hiring a virtual assistant, hiring a VA and, or just an assistant. Make sure you hire somebody sooner rather than later. Get somebody on your team to help grow and expand your business. And then uh, the next thing and the last thing he says is never give up. And that's the theme is never give up. Continue to push on. Again, tough things are going to happen. But if you continue to push out, if you keep on fighting, you're going to have success. If you get through those tough times, you're going to see yourself with success. So again, appreciate Angelo for joining us on the show. Say if you are looking for taking your multifamily game to the next level, taking your business to the next level, uh, most of you know, I've, I took about $20,000 and turned it to an eight figure net worth. And what I would like to do is help 
other people do the same thing. So if that's something that is what you want to do, where, where you want to grow, I'm just taking a small group of people and we are going to learn from each other, learn from me, learn from others who I bring on that are also high net worth, high performance people. And we are going to crush it. And it provides you an opportunity to work with me, work with other amazing people and make amazing things happen together. So if you're interested in that, you can definitely reach out to me. You can go to coachwithdex.com, coachwithdex.com, and you can uh, fill out for a just a, a conversation you and I can have together and see if it's a right fit for you. This isn't for everybody, and I don't want everybody in it. I only want certain people who are going to actually be high performers who really want to make a difference in their lives. Reach out to me if that is something that's on your heart uh, or on your mind, and we can definitely have that conversation. That's it for me. My name is Todd Dexammer. Make every day a Saturday. I'm signing out. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday. <laughs>